Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Jeremy White with Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Does anybody else out there want to want to do something like that? What do we need to settle? Jeremy White. When you were a kid and you were going to get sick, like you might throw up, did your family use the same bowl? You go to bed, you bring the bowl there in case you're going to throw up. Was that the same bowl as the family movie popcorn bowl? With Sneaky Joe DiBiase. The same bowl that you are eating popcorn out of has been thrown up into. The sick bowl. It's just a bowl. You just wash it. It's just a bowl. The mental damage alone should be there that, hey, some, you know, little, whatever, your little brother or sister... Just threw up in this last week. Now I'm eating popcorn. Why do we have a dishwasher? So on Monday, popcorn. On Tuesday, throw up. And on Wednesday, dog food. No, I see no issue with it. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Hey, good morning. I'm just, I'm counting the weeks here, Josh. The weeks are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Okay. (laughs) It's, it's not what I'm counting is not exactly, well, good news. Good morning. Jeremy and Joe. Joe's out today. I was counting nine weeks until, well, nine weeks from tomorrow is the draft. Nine weeks. Doesn't it feel like we're talking about it like it's in three days? I mean, it's only nine Wednesdays. <laughs> That's right. It's only nine. Nine Wednesdays. We've got so many prospects to guess once we fire up guess the prospect again. The draft is in nine weeks. I don't know why that just hit me like, man, be waiting for this train for a long time. <laughs> we waited a couple years, we waited a couple more. Anyway, hey, good morning. Jeremy White with you, uh, Josh Schmidt producing, and we've got some you know good stuff coming up for you today. Chris Trapasso is coming up at 8. He's going to introduce us to Chop Robinson, among others. There's a guy named Chop Robinson in the draft. You want to draft a guy named Chop? I mean, it's not that bad. Chop Robinson. A defensive end that I've seen mocked to the Bills today. The Daniel Jeremiah mock draft at NFL.com has the Bills going defensive end for Chop Robinson. And you're not going to love the uh, what, what Daniel Jeremiah had to write about it. The production won't wow you, but the traits are there. Another Penn State defensive end, Chop Robinson. And, you know, if you're doing the thing that I do, you scroll and see, well, who's he have everybody else taken? And the Chiefs get a pass catcher and... The Bengals get a pass catcher, and the Texans get a pass catcher. I'm like, okay, all right, good. Yeah. Defensive end. Here we go. Anyway, nine weeks from tomorrow is the draft. So Chris Trapasso at 8 o'clock, when I was texting Chris, I said, 
Let's let's at eight o'clock do some due diligence. I do want to. Of course, we have nine weeks to do it. I do want to learn more about some of the defensive players, defensive options. You know, the Bills will be linked, of course, I'm sure, to safeties and defensive linemen, defensive ends, defensive tackles. Yeah, right. You know, like, there's going to be a lot of attention paid to the defense. When we talked about it with Sal yesterday, it was that there are probably four jobs open right now. Three, two on the defensive line, two to three on the defensive line, two at safety if, in fact, you expect Jordan Poyer not to come back. So four, and then given the Bills' rotations on the offensive line, you know, probably another one or two there. So we expect a lot of the attention paid to the defense, and we'll we'll focus a little there with Chris Trapasso today. Of course, you know, mixing on the other stuff. So that's 8 o'clock. Chris Trapasso joins us. At 7.30, we're going to talk with Chad D. Diminisis, who writes for ExpectedBuffalo.com. Um, love Chad's site the work they do. He wrote an article yesterday that I was waiting for. And that article is, it's not that bad regarding the Sabres. I know how it feels and I feel pretty bad about them, but I've I've kind of been waiting for that because if you look at a lot of their underlying numbers, things don't look that bad. So we'll get Chad's case on that. Chad Diedemann is coming up at 730. The, The case for it's not that bad and Kevin Adams should not overreact. That's at 7.30, you know? It's important to explore all sides. Burn it all down versus, actually, this is this is okay. You know, small changes will get you where you need to be. So those are our two guests coming up today, 7.30, Chad, and 8 o'clock, Chris Trapasso. Meanwhile, you got me and Josh, and we'll get to, you know, all the other fun stuff. The, the thing I wanted to open with, I wanted to follow up on yesterday's web poll, Twitter poll. So I posted a Twitter poll and asked a question that got a lot of, sideways looks like what are you crazy and a lot of well a lot of support and that is wide receiver idea of the day trade it all do what it takes for Marvin Harrison Jr. and the results of this poll I will say I mean stunned maybe a little a little much but the results of this poll really really surprised me that it is at 41% yes. Give it all up. Trade it all away for Marvin Harrison Jr. I've got thousands of Bills fans voting in this poll, and the ultimate result is closer, much closer than I would have thought. 41% to 58%, which is kind of wild. So, all right, that many of you are, are aggressively interested in tracking down someone that you know is going to be good. And, you know, if I'm playing psychologist on a lot of things that go into that, there's, of course, the need at the position. And I would guess, this is my guess here, that the Diggs, uh, I want to say drama, doubt the Diggs what? The Diggs uncertainty about his second half of the season the digs could they possibly trade him? Are they going to move on? Are they going to all? Yeah, the digs doubt. I'll say doubt. All the stuff surrounding digs to me has to be a driving factor in forty percent of a fan base saying they would give up their entire draft and more for the generally considered best receiver in the draft, and that's Marvin Harrison Jr. Maybe you like Malik Neighbors. Maybe you like Roma Dunze. Those are the top three guys, but. To give that all up, the whole draft, 
That's all their picks for the Bills is not enough. It's probably your whole draft, roughly, and a first next year. Maybe if you made that trade, the team you're trading up with would allow you to keep a fourth and a sixth or something like that. You'd have the opportunity to, you know, draft a safety in the fourth round. But what it really translates to is you'd rather, 40%, would rather the Bills draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and go undrafted free agents for the rest of their positions than just have, you know, a first, a second, a late third, a fourth, two-fifths, and the opportunity to fill things out. And I am firmly planted in the no camp. I I voted no. I would not do that. It's not what I want to do. Because, you know, I'm I'm not one to always be responsible with there are a lot of needs, they got to draft got to draft big men, the trenches are important, all that stuff. I'm not one to generally get there. I'm, sure, give me the flashy stuff, it's great. And especially, of course, you know, give me the receiver. But that said, this year, this year, this offseason, the Bills have to kind of get out of what they, what they went into. And the Bills are a team that went all in to, to a degree. I mean, that, that phrase gets used a lot, all in. You know, it just means that you are firmly committed to what's happening right now. You didn't trade every future first-round pick. You didn't trade a first and a second and a third to get Christian McCaffrey when, you know, the Niners did something like that. That's an all-in move. But still, you are making moves in free agency. You are trading up in the draft for Dalton Kincaid to get an offense. You know, in the moment, you are going all-in. And Kincaid didn't, of course, cost them anything too much. But some of the free agency moves they made, some of the signings they made, some of the extensions, whether that's, you know, Knox, Vaughn's big contract. Like they've, they've spent money. They've paid their own. They've, I don't think they've done a bad job. They've just committed money to, to players that deserved it. And now's the time to turn the page. Sal talking yesterday about the Bills and in respect to the Patriots dynasty, how during that Patriots dynasty, you had multiple windows of it. You had the early years of Brady where he was the system quarterback right before he was the 50-touchdown guy. That team won with total football, defense, special teams, all that. And then it got into the, the Brady years with Gronk. And I don't know about Aaron Hernandez, but what, the point is they, they got to different windows of their own dynasty. And we're even seeing that with the Chiefs right now, with the Chiefs. You know, they opened up and they are a fire wagon offense with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, and they win a Super Bowl and they go to another. And then they trade Kelsey. No, I'm sorry, yeah, Kelsey. They trade Hill, of course. And from there, become a little bit lessened version of their offense as their defense kicks in. You know, so throughout this this process of of having a dynasty, you have different windows. And the Bills have not been a dynasty by any stretch. Like you really only, you really only get that if you win it. But if we're talking about eras, the Josh Allen era will have four to five, three to four different little pockets where, well, this is the team that does this. I, I almost want to say one of them was the the first couple of years where it's Houston and then. Brown and Beasley and Diggs are the offense. And then it becomes the Diggs and Davis and onto Kincaid. And we're into the next phase of that. And maybe turning the page again. You know, how often do you count it as turning the page? Every two years? Every four years? 
But one thing about this team is that defensively, it's pretty much been Hyde, Poyer, Trey White. Like this, this defense has been put together for a long time, and now it's going through its biggest change. And with- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That, like, this ties in the Marvin Harrison Jr. poll question from yesterday. There will definitely be the need to supplement the roster in a way that they have rarely needed it. They've been able to trade up. They've been able to say, oh, there's only one job open on this defense. They're drafting for corner two for Kyir Elam. And that's a good problem to have when you're doing that. You've got such a strong team in place that it's we only have one job, Elam. And he didn't win it. It's the guy that you drafted in the sixth round that does. But really, there aren't that many jobs available. Now, to have four of those available, like, you know, the idea of trading all your picks is, is not, to me, a good idea. But it does represent, again, like I said, 40% to say yes to Marvin Harrison Jr. in a trade-up. It speaks to how aggressive you want the Bills to be to go after the receiver. So with that in mind, our phone number is 803-0550. Harrison was a yes or no question, and 40% said yes. What is your what is your favorite idea? What what to you sounds like the best idea how the Bills should approach this offseason? How would they win it? Long ago, we mocked the Bills and ourselves and everybody for talking about winning the offseason, but for the Bills this year, what's the goal? How do you win the offseason? How do you get yourself to a spot where you're feeling like you're set up for the long haul and also things are not uh, necessarily down this year? I I don't think they have to have a down year this year. There's some that would fade them a little bit, say that um, as they turn the page, things might get a little tougher. I've read many times it's the toughest offseason of Brandon Bean's career that he'll have to work the most and find bargains more than ever before. And that's not wrong, but you know, as long as Josh Allen's on the team, I have the belief that they'll be a pretty good team. He's an ultimate cheat code equalizer. The question becomes, can you do what the Chiefs did this year? Can you become a team that, in a, finger quotes, down year or a rebuild or retool? I mean, the Chiefs went through that and won two Super Bowls in the process. So what's your favorite idea to kind of, if you want to say emulate that, which whether it's a receiver, how it's a plan of attack, it's free agency. We've not seen franchise tags handed out yet. Those will be happening soon. The window is open. But franchise tags are coming for some of these receivers, whether it's Michael Pittman or T. Higgins. 
And defensively, too, like free agents, some guys might hit the market. I was considering a uh, let's get stupid with the idea of, you know, sign Chris Jones. But maybe that's a topic for another day. He's likely to get a big, huge extension, of course, with Kansas City. But he's a game wrecker, and there's a lot of people like a player like that. So maybe you like a first-round defensive lineman. Maybe you're on team trade-up for Marvin Harrison Jr. But what's your favorite idea? What idea sounds the best to you? that you hear about, that you read about, that you look into, about, well, they need this kind of player, that kind of player, because was maybe earlier this week or last week that someone called in to ask that question of us, and, I, you know, which receiver do you like the most? And the one you like the most versus the plan you can maybe get to are different. And I, I'm starting to see a pretty consistent trend in the mocks, in the, in the mock drafts, and who's where. And the, the consistent trend is that the three, there's a big three of receivers. Who knows if by April, nine weeks from now, there's a fourth. I, I know sometimes it's ridiculous to think that you would just slide a guy all the way up, but that does definitely happen. If you look at Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft today, he's got four quarterbacks going in the top eight, including J.J. McCarthy out of Michigan, who is getting a little bit of first-round buzz and a little bit of, oh my goodness, no way. But here he is going eighth overall to the Falcons. So you get risers and fallers. You get guys that aren't considered first-round picks going seventh because they just have a great combine, interview, whatever. The market on them starts to just heat up. And the, the, the trend, to get back to the mock drafts, the trend I see is the big three, so if we assume there's just the big three, they're going to stay the big three. The trend I see is the big three going by like the 10th pick. That's Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, and Roma Dunze. And then the fourth receiver that I see going is most often Brian Thomas Jr. out of LSU. Where he goes is anywhere from you know, 14, 15, all the way to the Bills. There are a few mock drafts where the fourth receiver doesn't go until the late 20s. And then two or three more go. And if you like the over the over under on number of receivers to, to go in this draft in the first round will be mm, called six and a half. And if you make that bet, it's going to be a sweat for you because they'll go early, and then there's going to be a little bit of a wait. Maybe that's teams playing the market. Maybe that's the mocks tending to feel like once the big three go, you'll get the other positions kind of filling out, especially if you have four quarterbacks in the top eight, and three receivers in the top ten. I've got seven of the top ten picks are quarterback and receiver. And if I'm a team that doesn't need either of those things, giddy up. If I need a tackle, I'm in great shape. If I need a a defensive player to make a difference and I've got the 11th pick, I'd feel like a million bucks. So my favorite idea is, is today is probably Brian Thomas Jr. It might require a slide up rather than a trade up. And yesterday with Sal here, his bold prediction is that the Bills may make a move up, may get aggressive, that they've waited a little too long on receiver. And, you know, he doesn't have this as inside info, but just the idea that they might have to get aggressive. They like to slide a spot or two. They like to go get their guy. And if they identify any of these receivers as the one that comes after those big three, then maybe they even have a guy with a higher grade than one of those big three then they might get aggressive for it. But the idea of trading all the way up to 
the third or fourth pick. The Julio Jones trade that the Falcons made, you know, a decade ago. That's what the Marvin Harrison Jr. trade would be. And I wonder if any team has the the guts to do it. For neighbors, for Odunze, for Harrison Jr. I wonder if any team has the guts to do it. It's obviously a lot easier to do from the 15 spot than it is 28 where the Bills are. But if they can wait as long as they can and get that guy, then I think they're in good shape. And yesterday, Matt Harmon, who has the website Reception Perception, receptionperception.com, it's a $30 subscription for a year for as much information as you could possibly want on free agent receivers and draft receivers. It's an incredible tool. Like I couldn't give it a higher recommendation. So he's on yesterday talking about ideas for the Bills and what they could do. And that includes the departure of Gabe Davis and where Davis might go and fit in and how he could be a contributor for another team. But as he laid out the case for Brian Thomas Jr., he talked about it as a perfect fit for the Bills. Just what they need. Guy on the outside, explosive, vertical threat. If Those of you that want a big receiver, a big body like Davis has been, then this would fit the bill. Like a 6'4 guy. And it wouldn't require too much of a move. It might require some. You might have a spot where you know, you're know you at the 20th pick and the Bills are back there at 28 and here are the Chiefs at 32. And the and insert the Bengals, insert the Ravens, the Texans. I mean, I'm listing all the teams that might scare you. Whoever's holding that spot at 20 might be fielding multiple calls and it becomes a bidding war to who can get up and get that fourth receiver. Who thinks that guy is worth going up for? Because, as I said, the way the board seems to go in a lot of the mocks is one, two, three, and then a little gap. And that gap probably ends when somebody jumps up there and jumps in there and tries to snag, you know, if it's Brian Thomas Jr., if it's Troy Franklin. There's a there's a next tier of four to five receivers. Maybe for some teams that's Keon Coleman out of Florida State. Maybe for some teams he's not a first-round pick. You know, we'll, we'll have to figure this all out over the course of the next nine weeks. But But right now my favorite idea is definitely not giving up the entire draft. <laughs> it's if you have to slide, I'll be okay with the slide. But taking what you need, identifying what you need, they know. And Brian Thomas Jr. out of LSU seems like a really nice fit. The one thing about his highlights, it's funny. I was looking at, you know, he, he, scouting report is a whole comprehensive thing. And then there's just go watch some highlights. And what you see out of Thomas is a lot of Gabe Davis. And I mean that as a compliment. You know, what Davis brought to this Bills offense has been valuable. He's He's been a good role player. He was maybe asked to do too much and asked to be in a role that he shouldn't have been. But the overall elements of his game that he added are important. And in Thomas, there's a lot of that. You, of course, would be drafting him because there's more in there with the potential to maybe grow into a number one and more usage and more value in short yardage stuff and short and intermediate, whereas Davis tended to be a down-the-field guy. But to that down-the-field point, if you pull up highlights of Thomas, it is a ton of vertical stuff and not not always you know bombs down the field, just routes that when they open up, if a, if a play breaks down for Jaden Daniels, they're, they're just moving things up the field. He's a vertical receiver. He has the ability to get vertical, a lot of speed, and a lot to like. For this offense, which, you know, when we last saw them, they held the ball and ran the ball and 
ran an efficient offense and in a million plays against the Chiefs had zero explosive plays, this would be a player that might help that. This would be a player that maybe could take some attention away from Stephon Diggs, who is still seeing treatment like he's a number one receiver in the NFL. That's one of the things that Matt Harmon said with with Bulldog yesterday, Bulldog and Nate, which is, you know, he, he not only goes through ideas for the Bills, but what they have and the state of their receiver room, something Sal's got on our website as well, and it was very much like Brian Thomas Jr. gives the Bills exactly what they need, and whoever's over there is going to get the benefit of, you might think that Diggs has lost a step, and you know, Matt Harmon didn't exactly say that would he would disagree with that. He's still great, but maybe not as completely top tier as he was in certain elements of his game. One way to help that would be to get a little attention off of him because teams definitely still treat him like that. So my favorite idea today, February 21st, Brian Thomas Jr. More so definitely. I mean, if you offer me Marvin Harrison, two juniors, Marvin Harrison Jr. and a bunch of UDFAs, or Brian Thomas Jr. and, you know, eight other draft picks, I think it's a slam dunk. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see everybody aggressive. I'm happy to see everybody so committed to wanting to get this, this offense the help it needs. It's been a good offense, but it's got to go to the next level. And then we've got to talk about how we're going to react if they take a defensive end, because that's what Daniel Jeremiah has in his mock. It is, of course, mock season. Nine weeks till the draft. Nine. Feels like a long time. Long ways away, but that's okay. Jeremy White with you. Josh Schmidt producing. Again, an hour from now, Chad DeMinicis on the Sabres. Got some uh, weather. If it's going to calm us down, we'll find out. Chad can make his case that things are not that bad. And Chris Trapasso at 8. We'll talk about Brian Thomas Jr. with him, among other ideas, You know how things might work. But to me, it's it, it it's not even the middle move. It seems like it might line up for you if you're the Bills. And if you've got to go a little bit, well, they do that all the time. They slide. Elam they slid up for. Kincaid they went up for. They love to move up two, three spots and go get their guy. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. This might be the next iteration of that. 803-0550 on your favorite idea at wide receiver as of today. Jeremy White with you here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.